Something dark held an interest in the fate of Lord Sermanos. It sought to find a way into the realm of Ilmatar to secure release for his unjust imprisonment. So on this day, the lifeless bodies of six wizards lay crumpled beneath blood-spattered sisters. They should have had nine, but the last of them stubbornly refused to return from the mortal realm. They somehow repulsed the direct call of Lord Untuoni herself. But the time to act was now. The sisters could no longer delay the ritual. They would just have to be satisfied with seven wizards. Untuoni was worried, but she buried her feelings, not wanting her sister Lovisa to sense her anxiety. Seven is a good number for our purpose, my love. Untuoni reassured her. The hand that held the bloody knife slowly caressed the front of Lovisa's gown as she tenderly straightened a strap that had slipped off her shoulder. Lovisa smiled at her sister's attentions. Face to face, Lovisa was a perfect reflection of Untuoni except for her eyes that stared straight ahead. But there was something else wrong that showed in Lovisa's manner. You are all I care for, Untuoni's breath tickled her sister's cheek as she spoke. Soon we will have our revenge against the one who did this to you, I swear it. Untuoni kissed Lovisa full on the lips to seal her solemn vow. Lovisa answered with a sigh. She did not speak since the blinding of her eyes. I miss hearing your voice, dear sister, Untuoni crooned. Remember the songs we used to sing? She began to hum. Lovisa stupidly grinned, gyrating as she hummed along. Their music was still cuttingly beautiful, like glittering snow in the sunshine that would take your life. They at least had that. Untuoni's distraction assured Lovisa would remain calm and focus on her task. She needed her calm as they continued the ritual. Good, good, my love. One more sacrifice. Untuoni placed the carved onyx handle of the dagger in Lovisa's hand. She wrapped her fingers around her sisters to hold the blade in place as they moved forward, side by side. The wizard Elibrian hung gagged and upside down, held by a thin silver chain. His eyes widened with terror, helpless to stop the sisters' dark intentions. Chanting the song of power, they stalked forward. Untuoni pointed a finger and the chains pulled taunt, exposing the young wizard's vulnerable neck. Lavisa easily slit the blade across his throat. She basked in his warm blood as it showered her face and down the front of her. She hummed what she could not speak as she and her sister's intentions aligned. As the last of the wizard's blood flowed over their hands, the sound of rending fabric filled the air. A diseased stench from centuries of existing beyond creation heralded the arrival of the one who would change everything. 
It was the foreboding shadow that haunted mortal man's nightmares. Its omen molded the destinies of peasants and king. Its only desire is to break the immortal chains that held Lord Sermanos and loose a vengeance of dark chaos on his tormentors. Summoned out of the eternal void, the abomination poured through the oozing tear in the underbelly of Ilmatar. With eyes transfixed upon their visitor, Untwoni gently removed the blade from her sister's hand. It was as the augury foretold. The dawn of a new age was upon them as the hand of High King Uksuko's demise seeped into the room shrouded in a veil of dark gossamer. Two heads hung grotesquely forward, swaying on wrinkled vulture-like necks. Their fleshy body wobbled as it came across the floor. The faces spoke to each other with one scratching, creaking voice because they were Thilgwenun, two born as one. Without even a glance toward their benefactors, the thing floated purposefully across the room to the awaiting pedestal that held the last known seer stone. In preparation for this day, Untuoni had easily taken it from High King Uksuko's own chambers, where it had been kept hidden away for more than a millennium. The king did not see what he did not want to see. So it was an easy thing to pretend to be her baddie sister, Lovisa, and steal the stone away. The glowing crystal globe burned with blue fire that swirled at the touch of wretched fingers. Beady eyes shone like sparks of red flame as the faces glared through the stone out at the realm of light. The High King of Ilmatar had grown feeble in their minds. He feared the change that was inevitable for those who would choose to embrace their dissonance. Greetings, Lord Untuoni calmly said, while carelessly dropping the bloody knife and the wizard's body on the floor with a flick of her fingers. The silver chain snaked across the room and belted itself around her waist. As Untuoni moved towards the malevolent creature before her, Loviso followed close behind, bouncing up and down. She was smiling and clasping her hands gleefully, excited for their mother's arrival. Yes, you guessed it, there is more to the story. You have just witnessed the prologue of Tales of Eldalorn Book 2. In the second tale of the Eldalorn trilogy, Rovash, Ejlam, Nalan, and Fiona find themselves neck deep in another pile of world-shaking trouble where nothing can be trusted. It seems the gods themselves have gone mad. They are threatening to destroy everything Thendil's clan and their friends had just fought for. So here we go, charging into book two, where we're going to learn about young Thendil herself. You will also learn about the tragic past of King Alinduil and meet some new creatures from the mysterious Vilnask Mountains. And of course, I will let you know what happened to the two master wizards that didn't make it to the party. Thank heavens for that. 
You know, I'm feeling so good about this. I'm thinking we might even run into more dragon kin in this story. Hmm. Rewrite, rewrite, rewrite. I am your author, narrator, Carly Bond. Don't forget to push the follow button. And you can even buy the book on Amazon in all the different countries. And I'll see you in Season 4, Tales of Eldalorn, Book 2.